This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hoopball Podcast listeners, are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. The following is a Hoopball presentation. What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams. And I'm Hunter Jacobs. And you're listening to the Hoopball Nets Podcast. So before we get into everything Nets related, we're obviously going to talk about the NBA returning, KD and Kyrie not returning. Um, how the format impacts the Nets, what we think of the format. We're even going to do a prediction-based schedule thing about how the playoffs are going to play out. But before we get into that, I wanted, well, we wanted to address what's going on in our nation right now when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement and the killing of George Floyd. Um, I think it would be tone deaf for us not to address it. And personally, I know I can speak for me and Hunter when I say that we 100% stand with the Black Lives Matter movement in favor of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, Me personally, I am a black man who has been racially profiled, so I understand why people are out there protesting, and I've been an avid supporter of everything that's going on on my Instagram. If you follow me on Twitter, then you obviously know where I stand. Um, I... 100% think that police brutality, systemic racism, social injustices that comes with being a black person or person of color needs to be changed immediately. And I just think that that's something that is extremely important for us to air on this podcast. I've also been posting a lot on Instagram and signing petitions and donating, doing a lot of other stuff that I don't post. And uh, I have the same stance as Najee, of course. I mean, I don't I don't experience it firsthand, but I'm fully, I mean, I fully support the movement. And I do believe that the police take advantage of their power far too much. And yeah, even so for, so for someone like Hunter who will never like understand what it's like to be a black man, it's extremely important that while he'll never understand that, he goes out of his way to make it be known that he's an ally of the movement. And so for anyone listening that's not black and that's not a person of color, please do not feel like your voice isn't needed and wanted in this movement because we need everybody to agree with us and we need everyone on our side if we're actually going to make a change. Because... If you're not, if you're silent in acts of oppression, then you're no better than the people that are oppressing. So, with that being said, let's get into the the Nets news. Um, get through the intro. Welcome to the Hoopball Nets podcast. Please like, subscribe, share with all of your friends. Um, you can look us up on Hoopball Nets. You can look us up on Hoopball Nets. You can look us up on iTunes at Hoopball Nets. Follow us on Twitter at Hoopball Nets. Leave a five-star rating and review. All reviews are getting read on the podcast. Shout out to High Kona Coffee 
want to announce Kona Coffee Company. That is Kona with a K. You can find them on Twitter at Hi Kona Coffee. Look up their products on Amazon. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. So, the NBA is back. The NBA is back. The Nets are back. We are no longer without basketball. Well, we're still without basketball, but it won't be for much longer. And so, the NBA Players Association and the, the board of directors and all of that agreed on a plan to restart the 2019-2020 NBA season after it was paused due to the coronavirus pandemic. And so we're going to go over the format, give our opinions on it, and basically just lay it out. You've probably heard this 10,000 times already, but you've never heard us talk about it, so here we go. Um, it starts, the season returns July 31st. Um, the finals would end no later than October 12th. How many teams are coming back? 22 teams are coming back. That was really... Nine in the East and 13 in the West. Yeah, that was one of like the the points that was holding up the, the talks between the Players Association and the Board of Governors because like every team obviously wanted to come back. Like I know Damian Lillard was like, I'm not playing if we don't have a chance to make the playoffs. So they had to do something like... A lot of people wanted them to just come back 16 teams in the playoffs right now. Forget the teams that are on the bubble. But that wouldn't be fair to them, obviously, because we still had like at least 12 to 15 games to go to end the regular season. So this is the, the format that they agreed on. 22 teams. The Eastern Conference is the Bucks, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Heat, the Pacers, 76ers, our Brooklyn Nets, the Magic, and the Wizards, and the Western Conference is the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Jazz, Thunder, Rockets, Mavs, Grizzlies, Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, and Suns. So, the the way it works is there's going to be seeding games to determine what seed each team that comes back is going to be in. Right now, basically the, the end of the regular season. There's exactly, eight regular season games. And then whatever the seeding is, will go, they'll go into the playoffs like that, except there will be a play-in game for the 8th and ninth seed. So regardless of what happens with the Wizards, they're going to have a play-in game. So the East is essentially finished. It's just seeding will change. Yeah, see, the thing is with, with a play-in game, and you only play it if the 8th seed is within if the nine seed is within four games of the eight seed. So let's yeah. say the Wizards just come out in their trash and the Nets and yeah. the Magic do I mean, well. Don't even play it. The Wizards are five games back now, but their schedule is a lot easier than the Magic schedule. So there's a good chance that they climb at least a game within them and and get in that threshold. And so then if we do play the playing game, it would be double elimination for the eighth seed and single elimination for the ninth seed meaning that the ninth seed would have to beat the eighth seed twice, and the eighth seed would only have to beat the ninth seed once. Um, where will all the games be played? So this was by far, outside of how many teams are coming back, one of the biggest talking points. Where will the games be played? I know Staples Center, the LA was really trying to get it to be there, but the games and the practices will all be held near Orlando at the Walt Disney world resort it'll be a single site location and the players will all be on campus for the remainder of the season so they're basically putting them all in a bubble in orlando not allowing them to go home obviously the magic are coming to uh be in this new format they can't go to their regular mb like their regular houses they have to stay on the campus which is crazy because for them it probably feels like like they probably want to go home but they obviously can't um, they're still working out the kinks when it comes to what happens if one of the players is to get coronavirus while being in Orlando. Um, most teams would have played 72 or 73 games. The Mavericks would have the most total games at 75 and the Spurs and Lakers would have the least at 71. And then, yeah, we already explained the playoff tournament. The playoffs themselves are not different whatsoever. Once the 16 teams are set, at first, when I first heard of it, I thought they were going to reseed the teams and we were just going to take conferences completely out, but that's not I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that it would make a difference whether they did or not since the games are all in a neutral location, which is also why I don't think the Staples Center was picked because 
it's not fair to the rest of the league to have the Lakers and Clippers play home for every game they play yeah, for the that, rest of the season while everyone else is on the other side of the country. Like, it doesn't really make sense at all. Yeah, that's probably why they didn't pick Staples. And the, I guess people could say, oh, but it's the Orlando Magic's home court. But they don't play at the I mean, Disney World yeah, Resort. It's, so. it's <laughs> not. It's their home city. is not their home court. It's a random core. I mean, sure, Magic fans might be there more than any other fans, but fans can't even come. They're going to be playing. Oh, you're right. But um, but in support, I guess around the area, that's... I guess it'll be the biggest support will be Magic fans. But that's going to be so. Like, it's sick not going to gonna make a. It's not going to make a difference. The funniest thing is them saying that they might use. 2K noise from NBA 2K20. <laughs> Bro, I was just about to say that. I don't. Do you want that? I don't want that. I'd rather just hear no, the, the I think squeaking. Be awful. Like, I'd rather just hear I, the I sneakers squeaking. Yeah, I, I'd rather hear just raw basketball. Like exactly. I don't, like, I don't think it makes sense for for someone to catch an alley and you hear 2K crowd screaming. Yeah, that's like, trash. I'd rather just hear the sneakers squeaking and them cursing and cut, 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 doing all that. That would be cool to hear because you never get to hear that. Um, so, yeah, the playoffs are the exact same seven best of seven series, first round, semifinals, conference finals, and finals. And then once we get into the offseason, things are all mixed and mangled. The draft lottery is uh, August 25th. As of right now, all of this is subject to change, obviously. But assuming the game start on July 21st, the draft lottery is August 25th. Um, the way the lottery teams are determined, the 14 lottery teams would be the eight teams that do not participate in the restart. I can't name all teams off the dome, but I know it's like the Knicks, what, the, the Wolves. What, the teams that aren't? It's, yeah. It's the Cavs, the Knicks, the Wolves, the Warriors, the, Warriors, the Hawks. The Hawks. Uh, did I even say the Cavs? You did. <laughs> who else is in the East? Because it's the East um, that is missing mad teams. Uh, the Hornets, right? The yes, Hornets, the, the Bulls, Hornets. the Pistons. That's who it is, those three. Yeah. Those are the other three that I missed. So the eight teams that we just named, uh, it would be them and then the six teams that participate in the restart but are not chosen to make that but do not make the playoffs. These teams would be seated in the lottery and assigned the odds based on their records through March 11th which is such a, a arbitrary date, but okay. The 16 teams would draft in reverse order of their combined records, and uh, there you go. The NBA draft is scheduled for October 15th right now, which is crazy. <laughs> and then the 2021 season, which I'm hearing like more and more that it's not going to start when it was originally reported, but it was supposed to start on December 1st, 2020. Which would mean that they well, were... Well, so personally, I don't think that's fair. I said that as soon as it came out because a team like the Warriors, yes, they were the worst team this year. Believe me, they won't be nearly the worst next year. They have a huge advantage over everyone else because not specifically them, but them in the eight teams, but none of the eight teams are as competitive as the Warriors. That's why I use their, them as the example. They get to rest all the way through this whole thing and they're going to be working out, getting ready for next season, while the other teams are playing all the way through October. And exactly. And they're not going to have a whole lot of time to have an off season compared to everyone else. And that's why I say that they're still working out the kinks, because I was hearing that they're trying to like put together some sort of summer league or like scrimmage games between the teams that don't make it just to keep them playing so they're not just chilling for the entire offseason. But even still, they just wouldn't play their best players. So I, I don't know how you get around that because if you're having some meaningless scrimmage game in October, <laughs> Steph Curry's not playing. So I don't understand why, how that would help in any way, but in that way it is unfair to the teams that are playing. But going through the rest of the schedule, uh, June 21st, all the players are supposed to report, which is in like, what, two weeks, a week and a half. T June 22nd, they all get tested for coronavirus. June 30th, they all start training camp in their respective locations, which was, I know that was a problem for the Nets, because as of right now, the Nets have the most reported cases of any NBA team, which is only like four, but still. And being them, their training facility being in Brooklyn, which is still a hot spot, New York being a hot spot itself for COVID-19, I know that they were saying that they would rather just go to Orlando 
instead of training on June 30th in Brooklyn and then risking going to Orlando and getting everyone sick, they might as well just go to Orlando and train there. Yeah, I I don't I don't really understand that that part. Like why don't they test them? Like it's tough because they're going to test them and let them play ball where in their normal city and then go to Orlando and then what happens if the results are bad? Then then what what's the setback? Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. They're still working out all the all the kinks. So this is just a tentative schedule right now. Training camp, like I said, would begin June thirtieth and then July seventh. All the NBA teams would travel to Orlando. Um July thirty first would be the beginning of the season. I guess that's the period they're saying if someone has it that they stay quarantined from the seventh to the thirty first. Yeah, because that's more than two weeks. So I guess that's what their plan is. And they were also saying like a a team, if if someone has coronavirus, if they get it while they're playing, they would quarantine them, and then they they would let the team pick someone else up. But then, if I was them, I would rather just let the player quarantine and bring him back when he's ready. Because why would I bring in a player that knows nothing about the system or the plays or anything when I could just wait seven to fourteen days like? That's what I would rather do, but I guess to each his own. And then the start of free agency is supposed to be October 18th. Training camps for next season start November 10th. And then December 1st was supposed to be opening night, which would mean there's like less than two months in between free agency. There's less than two months in between game seven and December 1st. So that is in itself a two month off season is crazy, but I personally believe they're probably going to move it back to like somewhere around Christmas because that's when all the NBA, that's when like the best NBA games are played anyway. So you might as well have the season opener on Christmas. But when we look, my personal thoughts on it, I think it's the best that they could have done in this with the situation they have. Obviously, it's not perfect. It never will be perfect. We're going to have to live with it being some flaws in the system. But I personally like it. What do you think about it? Um, I mean, I think it's the best thing that they could have done without waiting till next season to play again and just canceling this one. That's, that's probably the best case scenario. Exactly, because if you bring back 30 teams, it makes no sense because the eight teams that are not going to make the playoffs are playing for no reason. That's, that's what I was saying. You said, like, sure, everyone wants to play, but Steve Kerr said that nobody in his organization cares to play at all. And he doesn't want them to play. Like, because they were by far the worst team. They have nothing to play for. They just want to play next year. And honestly, they they probably don't even want to win. Because they're tanking. So, yeah, it's so better like, for them this way. Yeah, teams like the Warriors would not care. The Hawks care because they're young. Like, the whole roster is, is 21, 22 years old. That's why they want to play. But... Teams like the Warriors that have experience and were hurt this year, they really did not care at all. And so now we'll take a look at... So first of all, the way that they're coming up with the eight games that each team is going to play is basically they're taking what their schedule would have been and taking out the the eight teams that didn't make it. So it'll all just they'll just be playing amongst each other. So the net schedule is going to end up being the Clippers, the Kings, the Wizards, the Celtics, the Magic, the Clippers again, the Magic again, and then the Blazers. Which when you look at it all in all is really not that bad. When you look at a team like the Wizards, they got a horrible they got have horrible luck cuz their schedule is Celtics, Thunder, Sixers, Nets, Bucks, Celtics, Suns, Bucks. They play the Bucks yeah, the twice. Only, the only thing that the Wizards have in their favor is that the, the Magic schedule is also insane. So they're five games back, and they'll need to make up one game on the Magic. And the Magic schedule is the Pacers, Kings, Nets, Nets, Pelicans, Sixers, Raptors, Lakers probably. The last game is Lakers or Blazers. And that's probably a two and six or three and five if they get the Blazers instead of the Lakers, maybe. 
which I think the Wizards can win two, but it's whether they can win three to gain a game and get get into that threshold to have the play in. The only way that this works out for the Wizards is if, let's say, by the time they play Bucks, Celtics, Suns, Bucks, the Bucks are already locked up. They 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 don't need to to play for anything. So let's say they start sitting Giannis. Let's say the Celtics are firm in their position. They start sitting Tatum. The Suns. I don't. I don't think. I don't think any teams are going to sit anyone. You like don't at think? all in the eight games? No. Because they're, they need these games to warm up for the playoffs. These are all warm-up games. Like, there's nothing to rest for anymore. They've rested for months now. Yeah. That, it's just eight games. They're not going to rest anyone. They want Giannis to be ready to go. So these eight games are shaking his rust off so he's back to normal form. Well, in that case, the Wizards have no shot of making the playoffs because they're going to get clapped Their only the hope is, is, is beating the Thunder, beating the Sixers, who are the worst team out of any good team on the road. Uh, beating the Nets and beating the Suns. If they can win those four games, that's their only hope. Yeah, that and, and even still, then it's like, eh, those like, are the only winnable games. Exactly. If they win four, they can they can be in the playing because I don't think the Magic are going to do too well. And one but. other thing about the format that I wanted to talk about, which is all up in the air right now, I have no clue if this is even remotely true. But according to CBS Sports, since there's no home court advantage because every team is playing at a neutral site, and teams like the Lakers and Bucks, who worked all season for home court advantage, now get nothing. Um, the higher seeded teams are looking for some sort of compensation, which could potentially include extra possessions by getting the ball at the beginning of the second, third, and fourth, one extra foul for one designated player, and or one extra coach's challenge. Now, we don't know if any of those ideas are even remotely true or are going to pass. And um, I would say that the extra foul is absurd. The I extra the foul only, is super, super I important. I think the only possible thing is getting the ball at the start of each quarter. That would probably be the most reasonable thing. Because if you think no, about and it. And the one extra coach's challenge. Because I think both of those anyway. are fine. Yeah, they, they never win. They, they're like 20% successful. They don't really win. But uh, regardless, I just think the extra foul is ridiculous. It's, it's like a team like the Lakers. LeBron doesn't overly foul, so you're going to pick AD so he can go for extreme aggressive blocks the whole game because he has seven fouls. Exactly, and that's so, why so it gives a whole different game for everybody. Like, that's why I don't think it's fair personally just because it changes the play style of every team. Whoever that team is giving the extra foul to, I, they're playing out of their mind because they're going to be extremely physical because they're not going to be worried about it. And then the other team is going to be wanting the refs to call even more fouls on them because they know that they're abusing it. It's going to be a, a complete mess. The only thing I could see is if the uh, they they do it so that the opposing team would pick who gets the, the extra foul, but it has to be out of somebody in the starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, that would be fine, like, but even, yeah, it would be like, for for the a team playing the Lakers, they pick Danny Green. Exactly. exactly. Rather than AD or LeBron. Because Danny Green. Green really doesn't do anything besides stand in the corner and hit threes, so he's not going to do anything overly aggressive. Exactly. That's the only way I could see that being some semblance of fair, but other than that, it's ridiculous. Okay, so now. We have to talk about the fact that the Nets are indeed going to be playing basketball and possibly making the playoffs. However, they will be doing so without Kevin Durant and without Kyrie Irving. So personally, I think KD could come back, but the Nets are being careful with him. Kyrie, apparently his shoulder is pretty messed up and it's People are worried about it, and he can't come back either. They'll both be ready for next season, whenever it is. KD's definitely ready right now, but yeah, by the time by the time out. by the time the next season starts, it'll be like a year and a half, almost two years between when KD got injured and the start of next season. I personally think I keep saying personally. I think that if um, K- 
Kyrie would have came back, KD would have come back. But I don't think that one was coming back without the other. Like if Kyrie would have never gotten the shoulder injury, because they're not winning, they're not winning the chip without both. Exactly. So it makes no sense. Like if Kyrie never got the shoulder injury and he was like, "All right, yeah, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna play." I think KD would have been like, "All right, I'm gonna play," because then you have a legit shot of winning. But if you don't have a legit chance of winning the chip, what's the point in coming back? You might as well just chalk the season and come back next season. Um. That's a bless for the Raptors because now if things end up staying how they are, the Raptors have to play the regular Nets instead of the super-powered Nets with KD and Kyrie. I think the format, I don't want to say that it doesn't help the Nets, but it obvious, and the thing that would have helped the Nets the most would have just been the 16 teams in the playoffs right now coming back. Because I don't, I don't oh yes. But I don't. If they would have done away with conferences, the Nets would have been in a far worse spot. Oh, a hundred. If they would have reseeded and just said forget conferences, the Nets play the Lakers in the first round and they're done in four games. So. Exactly. I'm saying though, the bringing back the 22 teams is worse for the Nets than bringing back 16 because now they have a legit shot of not making the playoffs. Uh, I don't know about that because. Even if the Magic somehow find a way to jump them, which I don't think is even possible based on the schedule, I still think that they don't let the Wizards beat them for two out of three games. Listen, man, Bradley Veal was motivated. He's not even two out of three. The the Wizards would have to beat them two two straight straight. games. They'd have to beat them two straight, yeah. So I don't know that they let the Wizards beat them two in a row. Yeah, Beal can be motivated, but when he's playing with Ish Smith, (laughs) <laughs> and Troy Brown Jr. and the Nets have Lavert, Dinwiddie, Allen, DeAndre Jordan, Torian Prince, uh, I, Joe Harris. I don't really know what Bradley Beal's gonna do. It just sucks that KD and Kyrie aren't gonna play. I mean, obviously, I get it. I don't blame either one of them, but I think I speak for all Nets fans when we say we would have rather seen KD and Kyrie suiting up with the possibility of winning a chip than seeing. Mr. Chris Chioza come off the bench. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I would rather see that. Speaking of Chioza, so the way that they're doing it is still up in the air, obviously, but they're allowing teams maybe to sign players to replace injured players with active players. And so that would mean that the Nets would have two roster spots who would be open because KD and Kyrie's injuries. Um, but the requirements are that they have to either have been on an NBA or G League team this season or have to have been signed to a training camp contract during the season, which doesn't leave the Nets with many options. So before we even get into this, this isn't even a confirmed rule, but it's most likely going to happen because it's not fair for Teams to just, the Nets to just be down two men going to Orlando when every other team has a full roster. So they're not allowing um, two-way players, as of right now, to come to Orlando. So you don't get to bring 17 people. So it's only the 15 people you have right now. So we personally, the options for the Nets are Chris Chioza, Shumpert, Trey Burke, Tyler Johnson, Tyrone Wallace, Alan Crabb, other names like Tim Frazier, uh, they could sign Justin Anderson, um, and then a whole bunch of other people like C.J. Williams who played for their G League team, or they could look to someone else. But they can't sign players like Jamal Crawford or like J.R. Smith, who have never been on the NBA roster this season. So that takes out players like that. Now, who we think they're going to sign and who we want them to sign might be two very different things. So, who I want them to sign. If it was up to me, if we're being completely honest, they would sign Trey Burke with the first spot, bench scoring. And then the second spot, I'm, I'm torn on it, but I'd... Probably say Shumpert. For me, it would be between Shumpert and Chioza. They could also sign Isaiah Thomas. Just putting that out there. Yes, but I think the best options would probably be Trey Burke and Iman Shumpert. And so 
for me, who I think that they're going to take, I like Trey Burke. But I think that it would be better if they signed Chris Chioza just because he was already on the roster and he was actually playing pretty well as the backup point guard. And he already knows the system and is comfortable with Jacques Vaughn and all of that. So I'd rather them just keep him rather than sign Trey Burke. The second person, though, I'm also going to go with Iman Chumpert just because, you know, I liked David and Waba, and we lost him to a torn ACL. And uh, I want Iman Chumper because he's basically David and Waba 2.0. And, and he has experience. And he played with the Nets earlier in the season, so he probably knows some sort, some semblance of the playbook. Now, who I think they're going to sign, I'm almost positive it's going to be Chris Chioza and Justin Anderson. That's just how the Nets operate, not ever doing what me and Naji typically say <laughs> they should do. So they're going to sign Chioza and Justin Anderson. Then they're going to play Justin Anderson over Rodion's Kuroks for minutes, and it's going to be a mistake because Justin Anderson is not good. But they're going to sign him and they're going to play him. Yeah, they're probably just going to convert uh, Chioza's two-way to a standard roster spot and then sign Justin Anderson. Those are those are official, put-it-on-the-board predictions. But what we want them to do, Hunter wants Trey Burke and Shumpert. I want Chioza and Shumpert. I don't think they signed Shumpert, period, because I don't think they signed two guards. But I guess you could count Shumpert as a wing, but he's more of a shooting guard to me. But there's that. Also, like I said before, Isaiah Thomas is a dark horse. I don't think they would sign him just because the Nets already have a whole bunch of scorers like Dinwiddie and Karras who love to have the balls in the, the balls in their hands, who love to, <laughs> who love to have the ball in their hands, and uh, I don't think they'd want to add another one in Isaiah Thomas. So there's that. Moving Isaiah on. Isaiah Thomas to Boston reunion. Yeah, not happening. He hates uh, Danny Ainge because he literally stole money from him, robbed him, and then shipped him off. So I don't believe that he hates Brad and the Celtics fans. So he will never play in Boston for Danny Ainge ever again. I'm not buying it. I would. Ra- I bet he would rather be unemployed than play for Danny Ainge. No, that's just, that's not true. He made him play on the night of his sister's death and then shipped him out. How do you know he, he did not make him play? Oh my God. He did not reward him for playing. What would you want him to do? Keep him? Give him the money he deserves, maybe? When you can get Kyrie Irving. Oh, my God. Why wouldn't you take that chance? It is not about getting Kyrie Irving. It's about being a good human being. Well, you see, Isaiah Thomas said you never know and that he'd love to return to the Celtics because he holds no grudges. Well, you know who didn't return to the Celtics? Kyrie Irving. Because because the Celtics are a horrible organization. And Kyrie is better off on the Nets anyway, and he's 10 times better than Kemba Walker and any other point guard that you guys have. 10 is extreme. I'd give it about a 1.3 times better. I'd give it about maybe 10.18 thousand, maybe. He's probably that much better than Kemba Walker, so. (laughs) Oh, you're a troll. Kyrie, if that's how good you, Kyrie's a great player. He is a top three point guard in the NBA, yes or no? He's three. It goes Steph, Dame, him. Yes, yes, you're right. And so where does Kemba run? And then four is Westbrook, five is Kemba. You're out of your mind. I'm sure I I can find a better point guard than Kemba if I really put my mind to it. Who, Chris Paul? Let me think, let me think. Uh, LeBron James plays point guard. Nope. LeBron James primarily plays point guard, so he's actually the number one point guard in the league. And then nope, Steph, and then Dane. He's not a point guard. He's not a point guard. Uh, I'd be hard-pressed to not put Jamal Murray over Kemba Walker, to be honest. <laughs> okay, now, he, now you're Nope, playing. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, better than Kemba ben Walker. Ben Simmons isn't better than Jalen Brown. Ben Simmons, better than Kemba Walker. Ben Simmons uh, Lonzo isn't Ball. third best Lonzo player. Ball. All right, I'm done. I'm not, I'm uh, not doing Trey Young is definitely better than Kemba. Um, D'Angelo Russell. We can go all day here. Luka Doncic, come on now. 
If you noticed, I'm done answering. You can do this by, by yourself for the rest of the episode. Uh, and now we're going to go over... Actually, we kind of already went over the next schedule. We don't think that the uh, Wizards are going to catch up to either the Magic or the Nets because their schedule is ridiculously hard. If you don't remember it, let me just go over it one more time. The Wizards' schedule is Celtics, Thunder, Sixers, Nets, Bucks, Celtics, Suns, Bucks. Play the Bucks twice. Play the... Uh, Thunder once, play the Celtics twice, play the Nets, and then play the Sixers. I said the Sixers twice. Ha-ha. And uh, while the Nets, on the other hand, they do play the Clippers twice. But then outside of that, they play the Magic twice, which it should be a good win for them. If they can beat them twice, then they basically lock up their position as a 17. Play the Wizards uh, it won't really matter whether they win or lose, depending on if the Wizards' schedule goes how we think. And then the Celtics, uh, they'll probably lose that game. But last time they played the Celtics, Karras dropped 51. So we don't know. And, uh, yeah. going on. And now we're going to do this round-by-round prediction. So we're basically going to go over the entire playoffs and give our finals winner. Basically- Admit Kemba Walker is the fifth-best point guard. Or what? <laughs> You'll do the round-by-round round prediction by yourself. I'll do it by myself. Yeah. yeah. You'll do it by yourself? I Realistically, I give. I do think that Luka is better than him. I count Luka as a point guard. I think um, I think Trey Young is better than him. I count Trey Young as a point guard. Neither, neither Luka or LeBron is a point guard. Luka is most definitely. I'll give you LeBron, but Luka's their point guard. Luka is not. Come he's on the now. shooting guard. He's their point guard. Let's be real here. No, he's not. He's like LeBron. He handles the ball. He's not a point guard. Okay, fine. Trey Young is better than Kemba Trae Walker. Trey Young has a lot to prove. Hey, Trey Young is better than Kemba Walker. Today, no. Yes. <laughs> Today, no. Definitely not. Today. Yes, he is. He needs to prove... That he can win a game. D'Angelo Russell is very close to Kemba Walker. So. Oh my gosh, please. I won't give him better, but he's close. And uh, you're serious about Ben Simmons? Uh, ben if, Simmons is not better than the third best player on the Celtics. If he... What? He's definitely he's not better, better than Jalen Brown. He's better than Jalen Brown. Come on. No, he's not. Yes. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Are you ready? Are you done? You need to put respect on Kemba Walker's name. He is okay. He's mediocre. He's good He's good enough to get you 40 wins and clank it in the playoffs. Combine him with Tatum and Brown, and we're better than the Lakers. Yeah, okay. Round-by-round round prediction of the finals based on the format. So... This involves us predicting what we think each conference is going to shape out as. I think the East goes Bucks, Raptors. Hmm. I think the East goes Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Pacers, Sixers, Heat, Nets, Magic. What do you think? I Nathan? think it goes Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Sixers, Pacers, Nets, Magic. So regardless, we have the same teams. Yes. I, th- honestly, I would very much like the Sixers to not be at the sixth seed. So anything for them to not be there would be great. And then the Western Conference, I think, basically state. Uh, mm. this, one, this one will be very fun. I think it goes Lakers. I well well let let's start. What what four teams immediately do you have being eliminated? Uh from the West? Yes. I that had, are tenth, eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth. Uh let me look at the Blazers schedule. The Blazers, who do they play? The Portland Trail Blazers. They play Grizzlies, Rockets, Mavs, Sixers, Celtics, Nets, Lakers, Heat or Magic. That's not an easy schedule. I think the Grizzlies keep it, to be honest. I think it goes the Lakers. So I think the teams that get eliminated are the teams that are eliminated now. 
Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, Kings, Spurs, Suns. I think they're all done. Yeah, but remember, there's there's nine teams because I don't think the Grizzlies are going to widen a four game gap on anyone. So, so the team that you you asked me who you what, what I think the playing game is going to be? Yes, Grizzlies, Pelicans. Okay, I agree with that. I think it'll be Grizzlies, Pelicans. Who do the Pelicans play? I said that without even knowing who they play. I just want to see. I still think it's the Pelicans. Kings, Jazz, Clippers, Spurs, Grizzlies. Yeah, definitely Grizzlies, Pelicans. I think it'll be Grizzlies, Pelicans, and I think the Grizzlies will win the second game. I believe the Pelicans will win both games, and the Pelicans will make the playoffs. I don't think so. I think it'll be Lakers, Clippers. It's going to be extremely hard for anyone to catch the Lakers, who are five and a half games above. Everyone else in eight games. So I think with gonna, Zion, the Pelicans were a far better team. Yeah, they just they were. They that. definitely were. I just don't think. I think I don't think Jaw's gonna let them go out sorry like that though. After the whole season being nice and then just go out sorry when Zion comes back, I think it's gonna be Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets, Jazz, Thunder, Mavs, Grizzlies. Too much credit to the Rockets. They're, they've been nice since they started their stupid small ball. See, the thing the thing is, the Thunder were on such a high when they left. I think they're not going to be nearly as good coming back now. I, if I had to guess, I would say it goes Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets. Mm, see, what's the Jazz schedule? The Jazz play. The Jazz. The Jazz play. Thunder, Pelicans, Grizzlies, Lakers, Lakers, Spurs, Spurs, Mavs. Yeah, I think the Jazz hold their spot. Look at the Rockets schedule, though. Yeah, the Rockets Rockets play Lakers. Oh, (laughs) that's actually a pretty nice schedule, to be honest. Lakers, Blazers, Kings, Bucks, Mavs, Pacers, Sixers, Raptors. I'd say it goes Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, Rockets, Thunder, Mavs, Grizzlies, Pelicans. And the Pelicans make it into the eighth seed in the playing games. Well, for us to do this, we have to have a consensus 16. Well, I mean, it's it's essentially the same, but let's go with... Well, do we have this? Let's go with my east and your west. Okay, That's cool. That's how we'll ride it. All right, cool. So there we have it. Another thing, this is where the no home court comes into play, especially for teams that are bad on the road. Like the just, Sixers. The, <sighs> they are the epitome of a team that needs home court. At home, the Sixers are 29-2. and two. They have lost two games the whole season at home. In reality, if they crept into the fourth seed, they would have smacked whatever team was fifth. Oh, because, for sure. Because they, that's, their home court is unreal. And then they would have ran into the Bucks and got destroyed. Because on but. the road, the Sixers are a abysmal 10 and 24. That is horrible. That is if you me. like to know a team that has a better road record than that, it's the New York Knicks. <laughs> exactly. The Knicks are 10-23 and 23 at, at, on the road. The Sixers are 10-24. and 24. The Charlotte Hornets have a way better road record at 13-21. and 21. That is just so – like, I don't understand how you can be a six seed and be that bad on the road. Horrible. And so for – for a team like the Sixers, where home court really means something to them, not having that at their disposal is definitely going to be a disadvantage to them. But we'll start with the East. So our matchup was what? Bucks, Bucks Magic? Bucks Magic, they Bucks in four. Them, sweep them in four. Giannis has no less than 28 in any of the games. Raptors, Raptors, Nets. Raptors, Nets, Raptors in six. I say Raptors. Believe me, if KD and Kyrie were playing, it would be Nets in five. 
But it'd be Nets and four. Now, it'd be Nets and four. The Raptors are way. No, I'd give I'd give Lowry and Siakam a game. I'm not giving him a game. KD is come. KD remembers that the Raptors were the last team he plays. He's giving them forty a night. So yeah. But for now, Raptors in six, maybe seven, if the Nets can push it. If the, I say I so badly want to say Nets in seven, but for the sake they'll of be, this, they'll. They'll technically be in Toronto for Game Seven in terms of home court, but it's it's not. But if they have a home court rule, we'll see what that is. Wait, yeah. So how does that work? Like, so do all the teams practice at the same time in the same place? Like, how does that? Like, there's a, if there's only certain facilities for stuff like that, I wonder how that works. Also, so is the I asked you this last night. Is the league just forever on a different schedule? Uh, no, I think next season will be shortened to whenever they start to April, and we'll just run that way. Because if it's not like that, then the whole like the NBA schedule as we know it is just completely ruined forever. Unless- I, know, I think they'll shorten next season to a lockout year, December to April. Yeah, that that has to be what they do, or just take like two weeks off this season, two weeks off next season, and then eventually you'll get somewhere back around where it usually starts. And so then we have Celtics Sixers. I say the Celtics win in five. No, well, uh, it's based on my East as Celtics Pacers. Oh, so then I say the Celtics win in six. Celtics in four. We swept them last year. We'll sweep them again. They're not a good team. Heat Sixers. I uh, yeah, it's Heat Sixers with Heat as the four seed, and the Sixers are terrible on the road. Heat in six. Yeah, I no, I say Heat in seven. Yeah, seven. maybe seven. I think Jimmy's just gonna have a special agenda to put them, put them in their place. Embiid versus Bam is gonna be a nice matchup. I don't know who's gonna guard Ben Simmons. But... Yeah, that's the thing that he do really well on Embiid. Ben Simmons is not a good basketball player, and then you have Tobias Harris. Yeah, I so. don't know if they're gonna put Jimmy on Ben or Jimmy on Tobias. So when I say Ben Simmons is not good, look, he he is good, but he's so easily game planned against. I, I don't think he – until he can shoot threes at – or – see, Giannis can knock down a three. He needs, re, like, at least to be respected at at that level, whatever that is. And it, right now, teams can literally just sit five in the paint and play against the Sixers. It's I don't crazy. think anyone that's listening to this podcast right now likes Ben Simmons based on his history our last year and last year's playoffs. I know yeah, I hated I, I Ben personally Simmons. <laughs> don't think that he's good at all. I'd rather take most players over him when I'm starting a team, but and so then going to the next round, it's the Bucks versus Heat. Uh, Bucks and five. Bucks and six. In, uh, no, uh, yeah, I'd give Jimmy a couple. Bucks and six. Bucks and six. And then Raptors, Celtics, and I say Celtics and seven. Celtics in seven, I'll give you that. And then Raptors, I mean, and then Celtics, Bucks, Bucks in six. I'm running through the matchup in my head. Okay, say it out loud so it's not just dead air. Kemba versus Bledsoe. Kemba wins. Not by much. Who do they start at the two? DiVincenzo? Uh, Or Wesley Matthews? Does Middleton not start at the two? No, Middleton starts at the three. They start Giannis at the four. Who starts at the That's two? Tough. Uh, just say DiVincenzo. Yeah, DiVincenzo, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, Tatum, Middleton, Tatum. Um, no, Hayward. I lied. Hayward, Middleton. That's close. Middleton, Middleton gets it. Yeah. Um, Tatum, Giannis. Giannis Demons. gets it. Yeah, exactly. But Tatum, Tatum can hold his own. Don't you worry about Brooke Tatum. Brook Lopez versus Daniel Dice, and Daniel Dice had a better season than Brook Lopez by quite a bit. And Daniel you're gonna Dice isn't winning. But Daniel Dice is better than Brook Lopez. Daniel Dice isn't winning the Celtics the chip. So yes, and our bench has Marcus Morris on it, and theirs has George Hill. Ah, uh, Celtics a healthy, a healthy George Hill. It's gonna be Bucks and six, and Celtics so and we have the Bucks in the finals. So. Celtics and seven. All, Celtics the, all right, finals. so rock, paper, scissors me. How, how are we going to do this? Rock, paper, scissors says, and then we say it. Well, it's going to be delayed. No, it's not. It'll be fine. All right, all right. You rock, call it. 
Rock, paper, scissors, says, shoot. Rock, paper. Oh, it's two out of three. It's two out of three. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, says, shoot. Rock. Scissors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors, says, shoot. Scissors. Oh. Let's go. <laughs> Celtics in seven, Celtics in the finals. Do, 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 do. Okay, right. there you go. Let's go to the West. The West is Lakers, Grizzlies. I have Lakers, Lakers in Pelican. five. Oh, no, it's your West. It's your West. Lakers, Grizzlies, Lakers in four. I have Lakers in five. Clippers, Mavs. I have Clippers in Clippers in six. Six, yeah. Clippers Luka in six. Luca going to give them something. Clippers in six. Rockets. Well, no, I put the Rockets at four. Uh, yeah, you put the you thunder. Put the thunder at six. Yeah, Nuggets, Nuggets, Nuggets Rock, thunder. Nuggets Thunder. Yeah, Nuggets in seven. I'm gonna say Chris Paul pushes them to the limit. Nuggets actually Thunder. thunder. thunder yeah, I'm, I'm going Thunder in seven. I'm giving, the, I'm giving Thunder the win. I'm going because I just seven. trust Chris Paul to beat them. If we're being honest, and the Thunder still have Shea and Schroeder to go with him. Yeah. So yeah, I said that the Thunder wouldn't be as good, but. The Nuggets just don't pull it together for me enough. Like, and they're they're not scary like, to me. Like, I don't fear the Nuggets. They're a good regular season basketball team who needs to make that deal with Harris, Barton, and first rounders to get Beal, and then they'll be scary. Until they actually pull the trigger and stop staying where they are, they're not even a team to think about. And so then we have what Jazz Rockets. Rockets, Jazz. Oh, Rockets, Jazz, same thing. And so I go Rockets in six. Rockets in five, Jazz fall apart. So then we have Lakers who... I hate doing the second round. I never can match them up. It's it, it's Lakers, Rockets. Oh, that's uh, Lakers in seven. Yeah, I think the Rockets push them seven. Lakers in seven. But and, and Lakers... Clippers, Clippers, Thunder, Clippers in five. Yeah, Clippers in five. And then Clippers, Lakers, Lakers in seven. Clippers in five. <laughs> okay. Lakers in five, Lakers in uh, seven. Uh, realistically, I say, I say Clippers in seven. I, I, say, I think it goes seven regardless. I but, say Lakers uh, in seven. I think, I think Kawhi has shown too many times that clutches, he doesn't feel pressure. His heart beats the same no matter what. He's not a normal person. Uh, I think that Anthony Davis is going to be scared, very scared. <laughs> I think Paul George is going to be very scared, and I think they're going to offset each other by being awful. And, and then and I think LeBron's it's going to be LeBron Kawhi, versus Kawhi. So there you go. No, no, but then you also have the rest of the Clippers, Montrez, okay. against Kuzma. Okay. Kuzma's Kuzma not good. Hold, Kuzma can hold his own. Don't forget about Alex Caruso, the secret weapon. Markeith versus Marcus. Marcus That's is even. better That's and even. has been there. That's even. Marcus has been there. That's even. That's even. Markeith hasn't been there. Marquise and Markeith. I'm Marquise. Marquise and Marcus are even. But Marcus has been there in a game seven of what a What does it matter? Final. And what did he do with it? What did he do with it? Nothing. But he's been there. He's done nothing he's with it. There. He's been there he's been and there. he did nothing with it. It's like it's like saying, would you rather in a game seven have Let's see. Who's like, who's an average starting point guard that that's young? Okay. Would you rather have Lonzo Ball in a game seven of a conference final or Terry Rozier? Lonzo Ball. That's ridiculous. I would rather Terry, have Lonzo Terry Ball. Terry Rozier was in a game seven and carried them through the through the playoffs. I don't care he what did, did he did, did so it get him anywhere? Did it get him anywhere? Did that carrying get him anywhere? No, it got him on a trash Hornets team where he is now trash. So I would he, rather he, have five million dollars. I would rather have Lonzo he got Ball. Eighty-five million dollar contract. Okay, yes, financially it worked out, but in his entire NBA career, Terry Rozier has done nothing. So I'd rather have Lonzo Ball, who locks up, and it's just better. So there's that. Yes, he is better, but I'm saying for a game, a game seven. One game, I would rather have Lonzo Ball over that's Terry Rozier. A game seven. I would rather have Lonzo not, Ball. And not a regular season game, a game seven. Lonzo Ball. So in a game seven, you, you don't want Kawhi Leonard? Over who? LeBron James? No. See, yeah, LeBron, LeBron performs amazing. So does Kawhi. They're about... They're pretty even to me in their game seven at this point, based on what Kawhi's shown me. But even if LeBron edges him out, 
the Clippers are a better team. They have Beverly, they have Lowell, they have Montrezl. Hey, they didn't look like the they, they didn't look like the better team the last time those two teams played. It's a regular season game. Hey, but when when they beat the Lakers on Christmas and on opening day, it wasn't just a regular season game. Hey, it was to me. Regular season, regular season. And so even still, the Lakers, for me, are the better team. I go Lakers in seven. He says Clippers in seven. Regardless, rock, paper, scissors. Regardless, I'm not rock, paper, scissoring you to get a Clippers-Celtics final. That's not going to happen. So That's what I've been saying since early in the season, and I stick by it. Clippers-Celtics is my final, and those games were the most entertaining games of the entire NBA season to watch for the record. And uh, it's not going to happen because it's probably going to be Bucks lakers or Bucks clippers The Celtics are not making the chip. People give the Bucks too much credit because remember how easy it was last season to say, Bucks this, Bucks that, and the Raptors wound up right in those finals. Yeah, because the Raptors had Kawhi Leonard. And? Who, who, who on the cell, like who on in the East? You're underestimating Jason Tatum. Oh, my God. This is not a Celtics podcast. I'm not going back and forth with you about whether or not Jason Tatum is nice. Bottom line, whatever L.A. team sees the Celtics in the final, if it's Clippers, Clippers in six, and if it's Lakers, Celtics in seven, that's my thing. I say if it's Clippers versus – my final is Lakers-Bucks. But if it's Clippers-Bucks – I say Bucks in seven. If it's Lakers, Bucks, I say Lakers in six. So there you go. There's that. I mean, that's this is the thing. The Nets roster is and rotation will be almost identical. The only thing is, like, it's going to be harder for them because they're going to be playing without Atkinson. Yeah, I mean. So, they still are it's, on the it's search. It's going to be different for them. They're still on the search for their coach. I'm guessing they stopped looking. Like, they just paused their coaching search because of the whole pandemic. But my pick is still Dan Tony. Who was your pick? Was it Tibbs? Tom Thibodeau, who yeah. is also in contention for the Knicks job. Yeah, I feel, I still think but that they take Dan Tony from the Rockets. I think the Knicks would be ludicrous to not get Kenny Atkinson. Right? I don't, he's got to get a job. That's what they need. No, that's what they need. They need a coach like him to mold their young culture, like how he did with D'Lo and everything, and and develop them. They need that. They don't need another Thibodeau, Woodson, blah, blah. They're, they're trying to get Mike Woodson back. For what? For what? What did he do for you the first time? Yeah, you got you made the playoffs. Yeah, but no, I think that Kenny Agassin... For won. what? Like, do they never want change. Dolan always wants the same thing over and over. Like, the Knicks don't make sense to me. The Nets, they're probably going to make the right decision, whatever it is. I'll, I'll stand by their decision no matter what. Yeah, no, I'm going to I'm gonna say that uh, Kenny Atkinson will have a job by the time next season starts. He'll probably get... He'll probably be the D'Antoni replacement. The Nets are gonna, the Nets and Rockets are gonna swap coaches. The Nets are gonna sign D'Antoni, and the Rockets are gonna sign Kenny Atkinson. If that happens, I'm a god. I don't know that that works because Kenny Atkinson's like a young players coach, and Harden and Westbrook don't need that. I mean, that's why he didn't get. A, that's why he got fired because KD and Kyrie weren't really on board with him. But maybe that's what I'm saying. That's why I think a coach like Mike Woodson might actually work for the Rockets. Somebody who's I think that they would be nice with Tyron Lue. Probably. Tyron Lue's good with with players who know what to do. And he actually runs a pretty decent offense. Like he runs a good offense. His defense, uh, but he can do some things on offense. So I think that he would be a good coach. That's why Coaches like like Budenholzer and Brad Stevens and Nick Nurse are so and Spolstra are so versatile. Like they they run teams whose defense is lock up, and then they always end up top half in offense. Typically, like the Celtics are top eight in both. The Bucks are top of the league in 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 both. I mean, the Bucks defense is like top fifteen, but their offense is so good that that offsets it. The Nets need to find a coach that will 
sharpen their defense, which is why I want a Thibodeau, because KD and Kyrie will carry the offense no matter what. They'll be near the top. They'll average 115 a game. But they they need a coach to fine-tune their defense. If I'm being honest with you, I can't even remember why I wanted D'Antoni. I just know I want him. If you want to know why I wanted D'Antoni, go back and listen to our who the Nets are going to sign to be their coach episode. But I definitely want my D'Antoni. Hunter wants Tom Thibodeau. For our next episode, I have no clue what we're going to do. But it's probably going to be reacting to whatever news comes out. I also want it, because I had bought this up to Hunter the other day but about a different like topic. But I want to compare Nets players to Disney World rides. I feel like that would be dumb fun. Yeah, I would do that. I mean, I everyone knows I don't think they'll be a fan of whatever I compare Kyrie Irving to. But, uh, hey, I'm a fan of everyone else on the roster, so. So, yeah, that'll probably be what our next episode is, comparing Nets fans to Disney Nets fans, comparing Nets players to Disney World rides. So look out for that. So that'll do it for this episode of the Hoop on Nets podcast. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you're all, you're all staying safe. Follow us on Twitter, at HoopBallNets. Shout out to Hawaiian House Corner Coffee Company for sponsoring this podcast and every other HoopBall podcast. You can find them at High Corner Coffee. That's Corner with a K on Twitter. And look their products up on Amazon. Let them know the HoopBall Nets podcast sent you. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave a five-star rating interview on iTunes. Shout out to the listeners that listened to us from, like, Honolulu, Germany. We got to look at our, our like, analytics the other day. And we have listeners from, like, Germany, Honolulu, um, Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah, there was someplace else. I can't remember. But it was, like, uh, like the Dominican Republic. A lot in Brooklyn. A lot in Brooklyn. Oh, some in, like, Canada. So shout out to all y'all who listen to us that are not from New York. We appreciate every single one of you. Go leave a five-star rating and review and tell us where you're from. And, uh, yeah, that'll do it for this episode of the Hoobo Nest Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. We'll see you all next time. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.